it's going to be a surprise. It is. <laughs> it's going to be a surprise to everyone, well, including us. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Wandering Works For Us. We are Shelley and Beth, a married couple living in Portugal and traveling the world. These are our stories. Boa tarde, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Wandering Works For Us. I'm Shelley. And I'm Beth. And today we're going to take you on another day trip, a full day trip to Sintra, Right outside of Lisbon. About an hour? Was it an hour from there? Yeah, about a, what is it, a 45 minute train ride? Probably, probably. All of Sintra is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. So that would be a very cool place to visit. Yes. 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 Most people that want to go to Sintra, they see two places, which we're going to talk about today. The Pina Palace and the Quinta da Regulada. Very good. I'm so sorry if I butchered that name. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm still learning Portuguese. So Sintra is a very popular day trip destination. I can't get this out of my head. It's a very popular day trip destination for a lot of people that come to Portugal for the first time. Because it's only a 45-minute train trip, like we said. But the thing is, there is so much more to do in Sintra that you really need about two days instead of one. Do. Because the Pina Palace and the Quinta are huge, their grounds and the house. And even though the house may only take an hour or two to go through Pina Palace, Quinta was much quicker than that. The grounds take forever. And I think what a lot of people do is they, who are trying to cram it all in, is they come and they see the inside of Pina Palace, skip those grounds, because they're, it's not as obvious to go there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose so. It's kind of around the corner. And then they just see a little bit of the grounds of the Quinta and those are actually our favorite parts. Yeah, that was the best part. Yeah. But we'll talk about the Pina Palace first. Okay. So, so we live about an hour outside of Lisbon. So it took us a little more than an hour, maybe an hour and a half to drive all the way there. And we ended up kind of running late. But the thing about Sintra is if you're taking the trip in from Lisbon from the train, parking is not an issue. For us, we had to figure out where we were going to park. And we had found a parking lot not too far from it. But to get to Pina Palace is a lot of uphills because it's on top of a mountain. It's like on top of a mountain. <laughs> and you don't arrive even halfway up the mountain. You're at the bottom of the mountain. No, and you can't drive up there and park. There's no parking up there at all. So you have to find a ride up the mountain one way or the other. And of course, I'm sure you could get an Uber or a Bolt or a taxi to take you up there. Yes. If you are on a tour with a tour bus, they're going to drive you up there automatically. And drop you off. And drop you yeah. off. But we like to do the touristy things. Is You should also mention you could walk up. I wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> I, wouldn't I, be, I believe that there are hardy souls who love to hike up mountains and that sort of thing. Not us, but there are people like that and they do walk up. I feel like if you're going to walk up that hill, 
you, you're going to spend all day at Pina Palace. Oh, yeah, no. There's, that's the only thing you're going to do that day. No question. It would take a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is it's doable for some people. I ain't going to do it. I ain't <laughs> walking up that hill. Yeah. Mountain. Yeah, it is a mountain. It really is. It's a mountain. Yeah. So we ended up coming out of the parking lot and it's a public lot. And come to find out there's, you know. Uh, lots of tourists who park there and so there were tuk-tuks and this sort of better than a tuk-tuk it looks like an antique car yeah and we've been in a tuk-tuk and we've been in an antique car and we're here to tell you the antique car is more comfortable that's the way to go (laughs) it's warmer first of all because it's not completely open the dude had a blanket, thank goodness. And it's much more comfortable. Like, you're not going to feel the bumps as much. Yeah. Because yeah. a tuk-tuk is a glorified motorcycle with a with some seats, with on, some the back. seats on the back. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty rough. And, you know, kind of fun and all that. Well, but. the cool thing about taking the touristy route and doing the tuk-tuks or those drives is they're going to give you a tour of things on the way up the mountain. That's right. They're going to stop at the spring and, you know, you're going to get, maybe you can get some fresh spring water up there. They're going to stop at certain houses and give you a history. They're going to stop and let you take pictures of the Moorish castle and, you know, stop and get a picture of the castle from the bottom. They're going to give you a good tour and tell you what to do. Yes, they're going to be a little more pricey than a Bolt or an Uber. <laughs> but they'll also wait for you and pick you up when you're done and take you wherever else you want to go. That's right. So we like doing the touristy, more expensive way because we feel like we get more out of it. Yes. And it's just fun. And if we were going just ourselves and we had already done it twice, we'd probably take a bolt up or something, yeah. you know. But usually when we're going, we're with someone who's come to visit us and, you know, we want to give them the full experience because yes. it's just fun. It is fun. So you get a ride up the mountain to the ticket booth. Where we highly recommend you buy your tickets in advance because you have a timed entry. So you have to make sure you have enough time to get up the hill and get in for your timed entry. But you're not going to get your timed entry from the ticket booth. There's another bus that takes you to the gate. (laughs) Because it's all uphill. All of it. Yes. So once you get in the palace gates, if you will, where the tickets are sold and everything, you're only... hmm, seven-eighths of the way up the mountain. It's an interesting um, maybe (laughs) fraction. (laughs) (laughs) So you still got a ways to go. And again, a lot of people walk up it. But there is for, was it a euro? No, I I think it was three euros. Oh, three euros. Yeah. Round trip, right? Yes. Three euros round trip. You can hop on a, you know, one of those nice short buses and the place to wait for it is just inside the gates there's a sign there it takes you right up to where then you're really at the palace and then you can go back to the stop where they dropped you off and take it back down and it's much faster than walking it and not expensive no and And if you're there when it's hot certainly you're going to want to do it when it's hot or if you have some walking issues definitely want to take that bus Make sure you buy bus tickets because they are separate from the regular tickets to yes, get in. Yes, and you went to get those. Where'd you buy those? Right at the ticket booth. Okay. It was right outside same the place. ticket booth. Okay. Yeah. So you can buy them in the same place. 
But yeah, just make sure you get those if you're planning to take that bus. But if you're a hardy walker and you want to walk it up, Mm-hmm. Go for it, man. For you it. don't have to spend those extra three euros to get it to the gate. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's a beautiful walk. It's all wooded, and I mean, it's it's, and it's gorgeous. part of the grounds. It's so gorgeous it's, up yeah, there. It's weaving little paths in and out. Yeah, and you're you're sort of winding around, switchbacking all yeah. the way up the mountain, kind of thing. And if you're on a guided tour, you're going to walk up it. They're going to make you go that way. You'd have to walk up it. Yeah, because every guided tour I saw. At Pina, they were coming up. They didn't get on the bus. They oh. had to walk up oh, they from did. the ticket booth to the main to gate. To there, yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to try walking up maybe next time, you know, if we're not in a hurry. And, yeah, it depends on who we're with, but, yeah. Maybe. I don't know, man. <laughs> Straight uphill. And <laughs> so you finally get to the castle proper. And you're outside the walls of the castle. Yeah, you're outside the walls of the castle, and then you walk uphill some more Uh, probably another what 200 yards maybe yeah at least um straight up to get to where you actually go into the castle and they were very kind to us because we actually ended up being 30 minutes late and the time tickets are every 30 minutes and they let us through without comments so because it wasn't that crowded we went in december that's right so it wasn't crowded enough that it was going to make a difference but if it had been july it'd been july or august we would have been out of luck we, yeah we would have been out of luck and they won't let you in and it does get packed in there i mean it's it, Pina Palace is, you know, a palace. And so you're walking through rooms and you're walking through the hallways. And they're built for people that live there, not, you know, 100 tourists at a time in a yeah. room. <laughs> yeah. So it does get a little packed in there. And I would I would not want to be there in the dead of summer. But if that's your option, that's what you got to do. Yeah, I'd do it. But do take water. Yeah. And then the inside, which we'll talk about first, was beautiful it was beautiful yeah they've got enough of it that is restored or you know has furniture and uh, enough signage and that kind of thing where you can kind of get an idea of what it was really like yeah you can schedule a tour to you can schedule a private tour somebody will take you through and and talk to you I believe a couple of guys had one on their phone that they were listening to as they went through it Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you can walk through it and figure out what things are Mm -hmm. and get enough out of it. Yeah, that's not one that I would, I probably wouldn't schedule a tour for that one. Just me personally. I like to get a lot of information and really get the feel for it. And so there are some things where I would want to schedule a tour. But this one, I think you get enough. I think you do, personally. Now, there's probably a lot of stuff we did miss, you know, because we didn't take a tour. But I do want to mention that this started off as a monastery. It was built as a monastery. It was. And then in the earthquake, it was all but destroyed. It was pretty much rubble. And then one of the kings, and I apologize, I don't know which one it was, of course, decided to rebuild it, and it became summer homes for the royal family up until the very end. As a matter of fact, I believe the last queen was in residence at Pina Palace when the monarchy fell and she had to go in an exile from there. Yes, I believe that's right. So yeah. if you go on the tour, you get that kind of information. 
doesn't mean you remember it, but you get it. (laughs) (laughs) You do. Um, And I would say it took us about two hours to go through the palace. Yes. Probably. And again, it wasn't that crowded. So it might take you more like three if you really wanted to read everything like we did and we're having to wait on people to move and that sort of thing. Yes, you can get good pictures. There were just uh, a lot of amazing tiles and paintings and furniture and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was more than I expected it to be. I well, you know, I've been through a lot of homes in my life, historic homes. Yes. Where people have antique furniture and beautiful <laughs> paintings on the wall, but this one I think was more interesting because there was one room where the king had painted this whole scene with pan and his little playmates all over the wall in his little office area outside of his bedroom right yes yeah and then of course many rooms have all of the portuguese tiles all over them the azulejo very good azulejo azulejo i I hope i said that right i believe that's Um, right all over the walls and those are just beautiful there is this amazing artwork the tile work in there is is amazing it it, it's not you know sometimes you go in palaces and a lot of that stuff is gone and you know there might just be a little bit of it but I think because it was used until the last of the monarchy which would have been the early 1900s and then they turned it into a park like a historic park so they automatically sort of right away yeah and so everything's well I don't know if everything but Everything we saw was preserved and quite lovely. And then about halfway through the tour, I think, you can walk out onto this gorgeous terrace that's called the Queen's Terrace. And there are these beautiful pictures of, you know, off the mountain looking down into the town. And that would be like a prime place to put a little cafe or a restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't want them to because it'll get way too crowded in the re- summertime. But, but remember, yeah. you are looking down onto the actual cafe. Yeah, there is an there. actual cafe there. Yes. No, yeah, but that was just like the perfect spot. It had great views. You could take pictures of the town of Centra proper. And you can even see, well, not from that one, the other terrace. You could see the ocean from there. Oh, yes. And then also Pina Palace, we haven't we haven't talked about it yet, but it is, in case you haven't seen pictures of it, it is painted on the outside, very bright colors. And so about half of it is this beautiful brick red, and the other about half of it is bright, sunshiny yellow. And when you get out on the Queen's Terrace, you can kind of turn around and take some really good pictures of it from there, close and up. And also see the outside tile work there, too, because oh, part of yes. it is outside tile work. It's mm-hmm. just amazing. I know we keep using that word amazing, but it really is. It really was. We'll work on our vocabulary. After the other half of the palace, we went out through, was it called a tunnel door? It kind of was a tunnel. But, like, the palace had the monastery part that we kind of went through the first. And then... You can tell that after you've done the Queen's Terrace, you kind of step into a a different era of the palace, like mm-hmm. a different that they part added. of it. Yeah, they kind of added on. Or, yeah, that was just incredibly beautiful. But it was decorated more in the Moorish kind of Arab style. And then when you exit out, you come through this tunnel. 
<laughs> and you're not real sure where you're going to end up. But of course, you're going to end up at the gift shop <laughs> because that's where you exit from. <laughs> of course. This is where, isn't that where we saw the ocean from the back terrace and the cafe was there? And before we went into the monastery, the uh, chapel that's still there. You know what? I can't remember if we came out there or not. I think it's so. The tunnel. I was thinking the tunnel came into the at the end. Yeah, at the end where we ended up at the gift shop. We came out at another part, which was another terrace where the Trident guy was there. Oh yes, yes. I can't remember what. That I think maybe him. you were calling that a tunnel door. I don't think it was a tunnel door, but maybe I did. I um, might have. So you know, sometimes I just you know. Yeah, but at <laughs> any rate, chapel is still there. And I went in there, and it's this small, beautiful, well-preserved chapel. There's gorgeous tile work on the steeple. Instead of it being, you know, painted or something, it's all tile. And then you can eat at the cafe. We had a drink. Yeah, we just got oh, some water and that's some right. and just sat out. And sat out for a few minutes. But they have some food. Um, oh, they also get... have a restaurant downstairs. Oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, they had a nice sit-down restaurant downstairs. I forgot too. about that. Yeah. After you get through all of that, then you kind of pop out, as you said, through the gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can either go back down the mountain or you can take a tour of the gardens. And it doesn't cost anything extra. If you go through the gardens... You wander downhill the whole way. You're sort of switching back. You're s How long did it take us to do the gardens? When we, we didn't do those this trip. We did them our first trip. It was at least an hour and a half. At least. And it might have been two. Because yeah. even our tuk-tuk driver at the time said, it's going to take you a couple hours to go yeah. through that. Yeah. So um, allow a couple of hours to do it. And the thing that would be so great in the summer is that it's very wooded and shaded and it's uh, just a beautiful and, walk and it's just and so it wouldn't be as hot you know in there and we highly recommend not skipping that yes because most people do it's you know the grounds the gardens yes. but there's all kinds of little pools and waterfalls and just little like nooks and crannies that are just really just neat yeah <laughs> kind of follies. Sit in. there's a lot of follies in there there's a there's a beautiful arabic building i'm gonna call it a building it's round it was almost i want to call it a well house but i don't think it was yeah but i think it was a place where people could you know they would go and inside and collect water or and they could cool off cool off yeah yeah, yeah. and then i we did we see chickens no, we saw, but we saw the old stables or part of where yeah, they part kept of the some stables of the animals. There. And even that two hours we went down, we didn't see everything. No, we did not. Because we stayed kind of on the main path. There's all these little places you can go off to the left and the right. There's a chalet somewhere. Yeah, that we didn't see. That, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think we went past the greenhouses yeah. down that way. And then you end up at the bottom, this gorgeous set of, I'm going to call them small lakes. Cascading ponds. Cascading ponds. There we go. And they sort of step down as you go. And there, is that where we saw swans? Yes, they, they had were, swans. They had black swans, didn't they? 
Or am I confusing that with something else? I think you're confusing that with cultish. Yeah, it could be. So uh, there were swans, and then you I end up at the, there's a gate, uh, a, a, it's obvious, a big exit there, and you are down the hill quite a bit further, and you can get picked up there. You just need to make sure if you, if you're telling someone to pick you up, that you're going to come out the garden gates, if you're going to do the garden, instead of at the palace gates where you entered. Yes. It's two different places. And a big hill in between. Yes. But I highly <laughs> recommend doing it. Yeah, it is beautiful. It really is. We did them in two separate trips because our first trip to Centra kind of, well, you know how we are. We, we don't necessarily plan things correctly <laughs> we kind of just wonder about and so our first trip to Centra, we're like i would not say plan correctly well, i would say you know we, we, we did not <laughs> yes we said we're going to Centra today and we want to see the things but we didn't realize that we needed more time to see the things oh true and so when we arrived we, we got the information from our tuk-tuk driver this is kind of what you have time for today and we didn't buy tickets in advance to see the palace itself. So we wandered through the gardens that day. Yes. And so, and that's pretty much what we had time to do. It was. And then we had dinner or or late lunch or something. Yeah. We we had dinner. After, after that, we were like, we're exhausted. We, we need food. Yeah. And then that's all, really all we had time for. Yeah. Because it was a last minute decision popping over there. Yeah. And then the second time we went, we took Eli with us and he wanted to see the palace. And so we did the entire palace together. It was so, great. Yeah. But it would take minimum to see all of Pina Palace three hours. Minimum. Maybe four. Are you talking about palace and gardens? Yes. Yeah. Probably four hours. Yeah, I mean, unless you're really going to rush through. Yeah. And I don't recommend rushing through. Yeah. Especially really if you're not pretty. living here and you can't just go back. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, we're going to see Peanut Palace again. Yes, sure. we are. Yes. <laughs> Many times. Now, after we saw Peanut Palace, our, we had a schedule to go see the Quinta. Quinta da Regalaira. Regalera? Regalera. That's it. <laughs> yes, that's it. But we had time in between to have lunch. We had planned that. And our driver picked us up at the bottom of the hill, at the gates, I should say, of the palace. And then I said, where do you recommend for lunch? Because, you know, there's a lot of options. And he recommended a place that was more or less on the way to the Quinta and it was very good do we know the name of that place we do not but they had some of the best pastis de nata yes. that I have had ever you mean which, pastel de nata well pastis is the plural oh yes. oh yes so, because we had more than one. Oh, we did. We they did not. Just, well, they had other flavors, that which was, yeah, you that don't was find thing. very often. So a, a traditional pastel donata is just the egg custard 
in the nice little pastry. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they put the cinnamon on top. Yes. But these, they had chocolate. They had caramel. Mm-hmm. They had something else that we didn't try this time. But we tried the chocolate and the caramel. And I will go on record as saying that was some of the best I've ever had. Yes. It was very good. We liked the caramel one more, didn't we? I think we did. I yes. think we did. Yeah. I, it was salted caramel. I will say it was a little sweeter than a normal pastel donata. Definitely. But it, it was good. And I believe I took a picture of that place on the outside. So we will put it in the show notes if we have it. Yes, and I'll update the blog on that one. Because the blog for this has already been published. Mm-hmm. So I can update that. Because I, I think I took a picture of the outside. But the joy of having a tuk-tuk driver or having a private tour person like that is that they can recommend things that are around you. Because yes. a lot of times you get into your bolt driver and they're just like, they don't even speak to you. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. you right. know, that's, you know, you get some great information and you find these little places that may not have been on Google or some place that you would have chosen to go to. Right. Right. So, you know, for us, we think it's worth it. We do. Yeah. So we ate a sandwich we had a tosta and some pastel donatas pastis donatas yes and then we hopped on and went over to the quinta yes we did and we're going to call the quinta mystical mystical <laughs> it's Magical. um it's it's really an estate that was not occupied by royalty it was just built by someone who was very rich and you gotta love eccentric rich men. Mm-hmm. Building very crazy eccentric. Things. Very into the Masonic, Masonic, the Knights of Templar, stuff. the you know, very into all of that. Secret societies, so yes. much fun. I mean, yeah. the Templars are already here anyway. So. Yes, I know. So he, you know, I'm digging this. He was very into that, and so the house, <laughs> the mansion is incredible is incredible i like i like the design of that so much more than the peanut palace peanut palace is like all like disney frosting the quinta was gothic pointy things yes <laughs> i agree <laughs> we also call that gothic arch- architecture there yes. you go see i don't know yes but neo-gothic some of it Gothic so, pointy things yes so um the house was very cool. You do not get to see as much of the inside as you do when you go to Pina Palace. Uh, no, it was one floor and it took 30 minutes. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. So you just learned a little more about it. But the reason to go there is the grounds. And the initiation well. Yes. That um, was the coolest thing. It, it was. And it, it like Pina Palace, has all of these grottos and little areas where, and some not so little areas, where you'll find a little pond and you'll, or you'll find a waterfall or you'll find a, you know, and it's got yeah. all that stuff. But in addition, he built, I don't know how many miles it is, but he built tunnels and caves in all of these areas so you can go in and go through them and it's like you're in a a cave and you're going through this tunnel underneath the ground (laughs) I mean you're underneath but it's all concrete (laughs) on the floor and well lit and well well and of course well lit because there's tourists there but it is so cool it is it really is it is the reason to go and allow plenty of time again 
in the summer, a lot of that is shaded and in trees and that kind of thing. So it wouldn't be as hot. And what I really liked about it is you'd be going down a trail trying to get somewhere and then it kind of the small one kind of veered off or there's a small set of steps that led to another small set of steps. And then before you know it, you found a tower that you could climb these very, very narrow spiral steps to get to the top of a tower. But that was, I would love to spend hours just exploring those grounds. Yes. We probably saw maybe a third of it tops. A third of it. And we were there a long time. We were. But we would love to go back and take all those little side trips off because there's a lot of stuff we didn't see. Yeah. And we'd yeah. already done Pina Palace, and so we were, you know, tired to begin with. And the initiation well, which you definitely should see, but you have to kind of, you have to walk up the hill, and then you go into the well, and then you walk down spiral, down all the way down to the well. Yeah, and let me warn the... anybody that wants to do this, once you enter it, You cannot escape. You cannot come back up. (laughs) That's right. You got to go back down. That's right. They will not let you come back up. And they even put a sign out there that says, once you start, Mm -hmm. you got to finish. It's stone steps going down. And um, there is, you know, ostensibly a place to hold on. And I would imagine I have seen pictures during the summer when people are there. And you're not moving very fast down there because it's a huge line of people and all of that. When we were there in December, we could kind of, you know, pop down there quickly. And if someone were not solid, didn't have solid footing, it would be a difficult descent. That would be a difficult, yes, because there's not really a handrail. But it, it was fine for us. Yes. You spiral down and every time you come you know, around again, you have a different view and you can look way down to the bottom of the, you know, well, so to speak. And eventually you end up at the bottom and... Yeah, there's no water down this well. Yeah, there's no water. It was supposedly used for... The reason it's called the initiation well is it was used for the initiation of Masons. So the Masonic initiation. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> For any Letterkenny fans out there, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. And then once you got down there, you're in the caves. Yes. So now for us, they're very well lit. But for, I guess, initiation masons, it was dark as. I'm sure it was dark. You know what? And <laughs> probably people were carrying torches. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. If they set them in there and said, hey, man, this is your rebirth. Figure it out. Can you imagine how long you might be in those caves trying yeah. to find your way out? Especially if you're doing it at night. If yeah. you're doing it during the day, it wouldn't take you long because those caves weren't very long. No. Now, I think they may have had it set up for tourists, so we didn't get lost. But <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> true, true. So that is really fascinating. I think it's probably a typical tourist who is trying to do it quickly probably comes in walks to the initiation well does that sees whatever grounds they can see on the way back to the house yeah sees the inside of the house and goes and the chapel the chapel's right there oh and the chapel yeah it's right there and um i would say that uh first of all you're missing a ton a ton yeah and what i would do is if you 
go to the initiation well first and the line is really long, if you happen to be there in July or August, I would go and do other things in the grounds and then come back and see if the line's any shorter. I bet it gets shorter like around lunchtime. Or by the end of the day because all of the tour guide things tell you to buy tickets for early admission, like be there at 10 or be there at 9. Uh-huh. And we bought ours for later in the afternoon and it wasn't a problem. But of course we were there in December. So I bet the later it gets, the better chance you have. Plus, it might get a little darker, which makes the <laughs> ambiance of the it, well. It might, a little yes. bit, yeah. <laughs> we should also mention there is also a cafe there. There is. Yes. And you can stop for a snack or I believe they do have meals as well. Yeah, they were serving like pizza stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then the chapel on the grounds you can go to just the entrance of it and it tells you about it and you can look inside and it's a jewel of a little gothic building. It is gorgeous. Yes. And I really enjoyed seeing it. So I think if we had to tell people you're going to Centra and you're going to see one of these places, not both, I would recommend the Quinta, the Quinta. I would say go see that. But if it's raining, maybe you need to go to the Pita Palace. Because <laughs> you're inside more. Because you're inside more, but you're not inside the whole entire time. So it kind of depends. Now, no. if you're here in July and August, it's not going to be raining at all. No. No, no. it's not going to yeah, be raining. You, you could, yeah. But if you had to do one, I would do the Quinta. I would too. I was more impressed with the Quinta. Yeah. Just because the grounds are so interesting. They are. And the buildings, the Gothic architecture is so gorgeous. Yes. And more unusual than you see in Portugal. Yes, definitely. I mean, it stands out sort of like a sore thumb. <laughs> but gorgeous. <laughs> but gorgeous, really. <laughs> also, I would recommend, well, I recommend this for anything, but especially for the Quinta, go ahead and Google it before you go and really look up some of the history of it because there's a lot of things online about the mystical part of it and how he incorporated symbols into the building and all of that stuff that if you don't know that ahead of time you don't necessarily know it yeah now you can get a guide to take you through just, you, you could know, go to get your guide or buy it or you know mm -hmm. i'm sure i have a link on the blog that yes you can click that would tell you more. But yeah, you can also just read up on it like we do. Yeah. So I would recommend doing that. Cool. And then after that, we left, didn't we? Yes. Our day well, was over. <laughs> well, we had planned to stay in Centra oh, through right. dinner. But we finished everything by 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. And restaurants in Lisbon or in around there do not open until 7 well, most of Portugal. Most of, yeah. <laughs> now, if you're in a touristy area, they're going to open a little bit earlier mm -hmm. because, you know, the English and the Americans, we eat earlier. But for the majority of the places that you really want to eat at in Lisbon, they're not going to open till 7. And we just didn't have the energy to wait around. You mean in Sintra? Or Lisbon, because yeah. I think we talked about going into Lisbon to eat somewhere, didn't we? Mm, I was going to do it in Centra. Oh, well. See, but at any rate, we had, planner. we had a good <laughs> long wait and didn't really have anything else planned. There's lots of other things to do there, but we were just kind of done. We had, we had had a great day, so 
because we're so close, we drove back and we had dinner here. Yes. Or here, meaning home. So, you know, and the trains run like every 30 minutes or something. So if you're done, you can head on back to wherever you came from, usually Lisbon. We did eat in Centro one night. We did. The first time we went, and there's no way I can remember that. No, but we were in the center of like Old Town, where all the little shops are in the cobblestones. That's where we were. And we saw a great sunset Mm -hmm. and had a fantastic meal. So if you're going to eat in Centro, go into Old Town and find a nice Portuguese restaurant. It was nice. Go up into, you know back alleys and find a real Portuguese restaurant <laughs> yeah where you know no one is speaking English behind those yeah <laughs> it's better and if it's lunchtime that look, goes for everywhere <laughs> and if it's lunchtime look and see where the workers are eating and yeah. then you'll you'll That's find how you know you found the place. good stuff yes mm-hmm. so and it'll be cheap <laughs> yes yeah. well cheaper anyway yes well I think that's it I think it is. Wow. Well, I have no idea what we're doing next time. No. It's going to be a surprise. It is. (laughs) It's going to be a surprise to everyone, including us. (laughs) We talked about taking a day trip next week, so we may do that. We may. And report back on that. I'm sure there's something we will do that will be entertaining, and we (laughs) will bestow it upon you, because that's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) lucky listeners lucky listeners Uh all right well if that's it then i guess we can finish up and then we'll see you next time okay okay so it is um it is 605 and the sun is going down so i guess that is boanoit (gasps) boanoit Thank you everyone for joining us today. If you would like to reach out to us or ask questions, you can find us on our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can also follow us at our website, www.forus.com. That's www.forus.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Obrigada!